What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Right Wing Vegan. It's the Friday show. I'm Scott. And I'm Kelly. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. So this was another week. I made a joke last week when we were doing the show, and I said, you know, I wrote down our topic on Monday. I, I kind of thought of what we were going to talk about on Monday, and then by the time Friday came around, what I wanted to talk about Monday was meaningless. It was just pointless by that point. There were so much other things to talk about. This is another one of those weeks where... If I would have said on Monday, we're going to talk about X. Well, now we're here. It's Friday. We are not talking about X at all. There's so much other stuff to talk about. Well, yeah, we've addressed this. Uh, we addressed this last week. You, know, you can't do this. It's day by day, Buster. Well, I didn't. I didn't write anything down this time. Oh, you didn't? No, because I, I knew something would happen this week. You know, I knew that. And boy, was I. <laughs> something happened. So we'll, we're going to get into the Hunter Biden debacle um and we're going to talk about the reaction to it and all of the fallout that's occurred throughout the week the um, censorship that's taken place from twitter and facebook and it, it's just incredible I, this is an incredible story it really really is and it's blossomed into like eight different stories each of which carry the weight of the world and and we're going to talk about that but before we do I also want to talk about the town halls that happened yesterday because I think there's enough that there's some some juicy bits that came out of that that uh, we should talk about. So I want to I want to start with that before we do, though, if you like what we do, please subscribe on whatever platform that you choose to listen to this podcast. Comment. Let us know your thoughts on, on what we're talking about tonight on the Hunter Biden scandal on Twitter and Facebook's reaction to it. Let us know what you think. Um, but also you know, uh, just share the show. That's the best thing you can really do is share this show with people, you know, who, who are like-minded or people in the middle of the road who might, might want to hear a, a different perspective. Please share the show. Cause we need to amplify conservative voices. Now take a big breath because there's a lot to talk about. Are you ready? I, I don't know if I'm ready. I, <laughs> as this all was happening, I mean, I know I said, I want to start with the town halls and I do want to start with the town halls. But as all this stuff is happening, I'm I'm on Twitter and I'm freaking out, you know, and, and I don't know. There's just so much to unpack. So we'll get into it. I will try to speak as eloquently as I can. And I will try not to get frustrated during this conversation. Well, as long as you're not frustrated at me, then why, go for it. Why would I be mad at you? Well, I, I know I, that. I don't want to be frustrated because I want to be able to speak eloquently enough that my words make sense. I don't want to do a gotcha. podcast and the whole time I'm a raving lunatic like Alex Jones just yelling about how the world's coming down and that there's a big conspiracy and they're out to get us. But I am going to sound a little bit like Alan Jones today. I do suspect that's probably true. So you just need to be a composed Alex Jones. I said Alan Jones. Alan Jones. Who's sorry. Alan Jones? I don't know. No, it Who's is Alex? Alex Jones. Is it Alex? Yes. Where did I get Alex from? Where did I get Alan? I don't know because I've never heard of that person there before. There is no Alan Jones. It's Alex Jones. <laughs> I don't know why I said Alan. Anyways, maybe he has a son named Alan. Shout out to Alan Jones, wherever you're at. So let's talk about the town halls. So yesterday there were dueling town halls. And this was the fallout from the great debate scandal. Um, every week there's some fun scandal that occurs. And, and last week, not this week, last week, I think it was last week, Steve Scully, who was supposed to host the debate, um, accidentally tweeted Anthony Scarmucci, known Trump hater, and asked him if he should respond to Trump, respond to comments that Trump was making about the debates, as Trump is wont to do. Yeah. He meant to DM this. It's blatantly obvious that he meant to send a direct message, boomered it big time, the ultimate boomer. 
he didn't send a direct message. He, he tweeted it out, and then he didn't know how to delete it, so he shut his whole account down. Wait, he just shut it down? He shut it all down. That's what he did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I can, I can picture... panic, panic mode. Exactly. In my mind, I can picture exactly how this is, is happening. He's either on his phone in the bathroom, or he's he's on his laptop, and he's just doing whatever. Or no, he's probably on his phone. Yeah. He's probably in the bathroom on his phone. Yeah. And he's reading Trump's tweets, and he's angry. He's like, God, Trump. Like, God, Trump. And he's like... uh I know what I'm going to do. And he, he, he finds Anthony Scarmucci and he goes, I'm going to do It's like right post. <laughs> yep. Just, just do it. And, and then he goes, Oh, Oh no. Well, no. And the thing is, people prob- probably started yeah, liking it. He probably and retweeting didn't know it. until no. he started getting likes and yes. retweets and his phone started going off and he's like, what is happening? <laughs> he's probably like, Oh no. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> what am I, I supposed to do? Away? So then he's like, Clicking buttons and he's trying to find delete and he can't. And he, he's probably on the phone with like his son or his daughter if he has one. And he's like, help. <laughs> he's probably FaceTiming I, I them tweeted, like, help me, I help me. I tweeted something. I need to get rid of it. And then he just thought, screw it. Abort it all. And he Delete just deleted it. the whole thing. So the the, <laughs> the original uh, excuse that he had for this was that he had been hacked. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. You were hacked. Because hacked by I, his I, ignorance. I'm a hacker. Okay. This is. I'm a hacker, and I really want to cause some trouble, and and so my ultimate plot is to hack Steve Scully. Okay. Who no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. No. And I'm gonna just write a tweet to Anthony Scarmucci, and that's what I'm gonna do. That's my big hack. That's this is gonna make me. Should famous. I respond? No one hacked Best his account. Hack obviously. Ever. Well, everyone knew that, except he lied, and the and the media jumped on it and said, well, he was hacked. You know. Well, it turns out he wasn't hacked, and he admitted he wasn't hacked. Um, he finally came out and admitted that's not true, and so they, they suspended him from C-SPAN. He's suspended indefinitely. Wait, they suspended um, him? He, he, they did, and he, he has apologized. Now, look, he probably should be suspended, because let's be honest. Wait, but what was the reason that they suspended him? For lying about it yes, or for tweeting about for it? for lying about it. Okay. For lying about it. I mean, the truth is, he can tweet whatever he wants. Yeah, just don't lie about it. But, but you know, he, he should at least maintain a sense of neutrality if you're going to host a debate. He should have been removed from the debate when the controversy all started. Now, this was kind of, so this was a big controversial sandwich. And this was in the middle of another controversy that was already going on with this debate. And that was that Trump got COVID, defeated COVID in three days, and then wanted to do an in-person debate. Yes. But the debate commission said, no, we need to do a virtual debate. Mm -hmm. But Trump wasn't going to do a virtual debate because Joe Biden would obviously cheat during a virtual debate. Yeah. So. Obviously. Obviously. Now we know definitely obviously. Joe's been cheating his whole life. So. Then it turned, you know, so Trump said, no, I'm not going to do a virtual debate. And they just canceled the debate. Now, all this was kind of like wrapped up together. So we don't know why they canceled the debate. Did they cancel the debate because of COVID or did they cancel the debate because of the Scully stuff? Either reason you could say we're going to cancel a debate. Now, it turns out they probably did for the Scully stuff, because what I find funny is so Joe Biden was going to do a town hall yesterday. It was yesterday as we're recording this. And that was the time the debate was supposed to take place. So instead, Joe Biden's going to do a town hall. Mm-hmm. Well, then NBC schedules a town hall with Trump. Mm-hmm. So you got both candidates in person with a moderator talking to a crowd. Yeah. What's the difference? That's what the debate would have been. Yeah. So we didn't need to do a virtual debate. No. There did not need to be a virtual no, debate. No, and it's like if they were really worried about COVID, like put a plexiglass bubble around each person and you're set. Right. Like you don't have to, like you can take precautions, but then to go around and schedule these town halls. What's what? the point? Yeah. Uh. Uh, what what's the point makes no well, sense here's what happened last night so joe biden had a town hall donald trump had a debate last night whether or not we didn't think we were going to get a debate donald trump had a debate last oh, night. oh yeah so i don't know if any of you at home watched this i'm gonna assume you did 
But Donald Trump was attacked, man. I mean, you watch these two town halls, and I did watch a little of both of them. I watched all of the Trump one and a little bit of the Biden one. Enough of the Biden one to want to throw up in my mouth. But the interesting thing was this was a tale of two two worlds. I mean, the, the Joe Biden debate was calm. They gave Joe a chance to answer all of the questions. He spoke directly with the crowd. George Stephanopoulos, I never say his name right, Stephanopoulos. He didn't interrupt Joe at all. He didn't push Joe. It was just kind of like a free form. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm going to talk to planted people in the audience. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Joe said some very interesting things, though. Even with plants in the audience, Joe can't help himself but to act like an idiot. Um, So we'll talk about that. But aside from that, when you turned it to the Trump debate, it was like he was getting hit, just punched constantly. Boom, boom. Having to respond to the moderator. The first 15 minutes of the debate were a a fourth of the way through because his debate was only an hour. Mm-hmm. Joe got an hour and a half and he even went over. Nope. But Trump got an hour. The first 15 minutes of that, he didn't say one word to the crowd because the moderator was too busy throwing questions at him about COVID, about, uh, you know, his response to COVID. How does he feel um, about the debate, about his response to COVID, about all kinds of things? Yeah, see, and I unfortunately did not get to watch a single second of either of these town halls. So you're going to have to kind of fill me in on what actually happened at these things. Well, but I, mean, I only know of two things that did happen during the debate. There were two, there were takeaways. Or not, not the debates, the town halls. There were takeaways. So obviously it was blatantly obvious, and I know this because some of my friends afterwards were telling me that they noticed it, that the you know this lady was out to get Trump. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, she was hitting him with questions. They asked him to denounce white supremacy again. Again? Again. again for like the 13,000th time. He handled it very well this time. What did he say? Um, he said, let me see if I have the quote. I think I have the quote. He did. He said, are you listening? He said, are you listening? I denounce white supremacy. What's your next question? <laughs> nice. And also, <laughs> he denounced Antifa and he made sure to call that out. He said, I also denounce Antifa. Oh, yay. So that's good because what we, Joe won't. Yeah, Biden Joe won't do, do that. Because so, it's just an ideology. Well, it's because they donate money to him. So that, you know, Trump did that and she didn't She didn't know how to respond. It was almost like she was expecting him not to. Mm-hmm. So then she was like, well, uh, well, that's not the issue. And then she moves on. It's Wait, like, that's what not the, the issue? I don't know if those were her exact okay, words. Okay, I was going to say, that wasn't the issue. It was problem. something like that. Now, here, here's the takeaway if you, if you follow CNN. It's so stupid. So I saw today... Trump fails to denounce QAnon. Wait, what? That was the story. So CNN or The Hill or one of those awful outlets that call themselves news, they ran a story and it said Trump fails to denounce QAnon. And sure, he did. But he did because he said, I don't know what QAnon is. I don't know what it is. Wait, so he was asked about QAnon? Yes. And the moderator said, yes, you do. As if QAnon is on anyone's mind right now. Here's, here's a question for everybody listening to me right now. If you're listening to this show, you probably follow politics. You probably do. You're probably mm-hmm. at least a little bit in the know. Do you know what in the hell QAnon is? No. Of course not. I do. But most people, most, the majority of people are not going to know what the hell QAnon is. Okay? QAnon is a weird internet. Hopefully watch QAnon people listen to me and I just said it's weird. It is a little different. You have to admit. Um, it's a belief that the Democratic Party is full of sex predators and... Donald Trump is like some anointed saint who is sent here to destroy the sex predator Democratic Party. Okay, why don't I think that's right. You, if you're in QAnon, go ahead and message me and let me know if I got that well, right. Well, the, the Trump part of that sounds kind of weird, but the Democrat side of that about being a party <laughs> full of sex evidence. predators, that's you know. True. I mean, no, I honestly, uh, I mean, like the fact that Trump didn't even really know who the Proud Boys were, just goes to show that he's not like. 
if he doesn't know who the Proud Boys are as an organization, and he's never heard of them. Yeah, but... It's obvious, I mean, like, he's not on this local smaller mind or not smaller minded but the smaller level uh, not smaller minded the media is not gonna the thing is the media is never gonna believe him so if he says if he says if he says if he says i don't know what the proud boys are they're gonna be like yeah right and i know this because the people at home are like yeah right trump knows what the proud boys trump are. has more trump issues than the is. proud boys and QAnon. right he's, he's got president. a lot of other stuff going on he's the president so it was a tale of two debates all right I do think the people in the crowd asking Trump questions were doing a good job. I think that, the, well, you come to find out the people in the Biden crowd. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But <laughs> our dog. But anyways, um, so there were a few things that I think are important. First, Trump handled himself very well. I don't know if I said that already, but I'll say it again. He answered all the questions. He was ready for all the hits. He took them very well. He interacted with the crowd very well. He answered any questions that they had. There were moments where the crowd played off of him, where some lady went up there and said that he looks really handsome when he smiles, and everybody laughed. Wait, somebody said that? Somebody said that? Oh. And then hit him with some question about something. I don't even remember. Um, race relations or global warming or immigration, something like that. But um, So Trump handled himself pretty well. There was a lady behind Trump who kind of stole the spotlight, and she was an African-American woman, and she kept nodding and thumbs-upping and clapping, well, and this, she was great. She was great. If you focused on her, it was actually pretty great. I, I heard the one of two things that I heard about these town halls was the nodding lady, and it reminds me exactly of the fly from the vice presidential debates. Stole the show. The fly and... The nodding lady. Yeah, because they don't want to talk about tr- what Trump actually... They don't no. want to talk about the fact that Trump actually did a pretty good job. No, they want to talk about who this nodding lady is. Yeah. So now let's turn the channel. Let's go to ABC and let's talk about Joe Biden. First of all, this was a boring, boring, boring town hall. I mean, another tale of two worlds. Trump's was pretty exciting and engaging and you got Joe Biden over there and it's just snores town, man. But Joe said some pretty alarming things, some pretty interesting things. Joe said that he will announce his stance on court packing... After Amy Coney Barrett is uh, confirmed. I don't know why he wants to wait for that, but he said the American people will know his stance on court packing once Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed. Yes, I did hear that little clip. It was very uh, odd. Why wait? Yeah. Just just tell us now, Joe. You're standing right there. Just tell us. The answer is clearly you support it. Basically, he's saying you would tell us. She gets in. I get my way. Well, but he, I think what he's banking on is that when she gets in, people will be so angry that then he can come out and say it and the heat will be off him. But I don't know if that's true. I think Amy Coney Barrett's been winning a lot of people over. When you look at like her favorability, it's been it's been going up pretty steady as these hearings go on. I mean, she's very intelligent, very well-spoken, carries herself very well. You hear all these stories about how compassionate she is. This blind student this uh, gave this impassioned speech in front of the committee where she basically said, like, she'd, she'd, you know, gotten into college. She's blind, okay? She's in law school, and the school wasn't doing anything to support her. She talked to Amy Coney Barrett, and boom, she had everything she needed because yeah. Amy escalated it to the appropriate level, and now she's a law clerk for the Supreme Court. So, yeah. that I mean, listening to that was pretty pretty uh, touching, you know? I mean, that, that, that was a pretty touching story. And, and uh, you know, this woman's just great. I mean, she's very likable. She's great. She's phenomenal. So I, I would I'd like for her to run for president. I would vote for her. But um, that's that's beside the point. But that's that's what he said. He said he's going to announce it after she is confirmed. He also mentioned that, and this is, <laughs> this is uh, anything he says. So 
Joe Biden said that his, his, okay, he's got an idea for how we can reform police. And it's a brilliant idea. It's, it's top-notch Joe Biden. Ooh, this has got to be good. He says, you know what I want police officers to do? And this is not a direct quote. It's what he said, but I'm, I'm putting it in my own words. They need to aim for the leg. Cops need to shoot these people in the leg, not the chest. If they, if they Wait, just would what? shoot these people in the leg, you know, then more people would live. Okay, I gotta find the soundbite of this. This is what he said. I have to find He wants this. them to aim for the leg. So, Joe Biden clearly has never fired a gun. No. He's never taken a gun safety course. I don't think Joe's ever even played Call of Duty. Because here's, here's, here's the... Okay. Just shoot him so, in the leg. So, first of all, it is incredibly hard to hit somebody's leg. Yeah. It's a it's a much smaller target than the torso, okay? And usually when you even fire at the torso, you're going to miss your first shot for sure. So to shoot somebody in the leg, to aim for the leg, I got little bird legs. You're never hitting my legs, <laughs> no. okay? Oh, gosh, that's so funny. Uh, but that's what he said. And then, you know, there's all these videos of cops even shooting people in the torso and them getting right back up and charging right back after the officer. So if you think a shot in the leg is going to stop these people... You're out of your mind, man. Well, and the thing is, the person with the gun opposite the cop is not aiming for the cop's leg. It's just a, such a stupid asinine like, thing what? to say. And I can't wait now to when I'm talking to Biden supporters, if there are any, when I'm talking to Trump haters and they say, well, yeah, you know, I think if, if police officers would just shoot these people in the leg, things would be fine. When they copy that talking point of Joe Biden, I'm going to have a little chuckle to myself. Because, again, clearly you've never taken a... a even a safety class on how to fire a weapon if that's the case so i thought that was funny and then one one uh, tragic moment at the joe biden town hall was a a woman stood up and she was a parent of a trans kid and she she basically asked joe what his stance was on this or how how he, he what he thinks and joe said you know i support a child's decision if a child decides that they want to be the opposite sex, then they should they should be able to do that. Hmm. Now, this woman, I think, identified her child as an 8 to 10-year-old. So I just want to make this abundantly clear because I know there are a lot of parents who are probably going to vote against Trump and Christians who are going to vote against Trump, which, again, that stance is one that I can't even wrap my mind around. I want you to think about what was said here. Joe Biden supports the idea that an eight-year-old can make a life-altering decision and that the legal, the government, will force the parents to support that decision. Yeah, no. Just wrap your mind around that. If you have kids and you're listening to this, at eight years old, is your kid cognizant enough to make a life-altering decision? Something that'll stay with them for the rest of their lives? No. Of course not. I don't even trust him to be home alone. But that's Joe Biden's stance, folks. That is Joe Biden's stance. I don't want to hear anything else about how Joe Biden is a decent person. And that mother, by the way, child abuser. That was a child abuser asking Joe Biden a question about whether or not the government would support her abuse of her child. There's no other way to frame that. Eight-year-olds cannot make decisions for themselves. That is a mom deciding that she wanted a girl and not a boy. That is what that is. It is disgusting. It is outrageous. And the fact that Joe Biden, who's never supported gay rights, ever in his entire career, go look it up, 
would support that just shows how big of a thoughtless shill he is. That's that's what that is. Yeah. Disgusting. That woman should be ashamed of herself if she really is a parent with an eight-year-old who allows them to, 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 to you know, take pills that mess with its hormone, the, the kid's hormones. It's just, I'm, I can't even, don't even, I got to move on. So the other part of that that's really funny is Joe Biden used the word decision, which I think is hilarious. Just the other day, Amy Coney Barrett got harassed for saying sexual preference. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden is now saying trans people, they're not really born that way. It's a decision. It's a choice. Joe Biden just said. That's so funny. It's a choice. It's a choice. So, hey, gay people. Hey, LGBTQ plus nine minus seven, 14 people. Alphabet community. What do you think of that? Yeah. Where's your uh, hateful comments about that? Yeah. Yeah. Let me know in the comments what you think about that. Or uh, Webster Dictionary. <laughs> Joe Biden thinks everything's a choice. So, hope you're not married to another guy, gay person, because that's a choice. Um... Okay, what else? What are my other... I'm reading my notes. Because in these town halls, you got to take notes, so you will forget stuff. Uh, but that's that's really, I think, all that, that was important that happened. There was a moment, too, where Joe Biden like lost his train of thought, and he just rambled for a minute. Did he? It was just like, I get the guy, Trump, president. It was like weird, just a oh, gosh. strain of, of words just mumbled together into what he calls a sentence. Um, so that was my takeaway. So I left last night. I'd watched the town halls. I thought that was it. You know, okay, Joe Biden bumbled along. Trump did a pretty good job fighting it back. Well, Fox News um, put out a story today. And it was basically that members in the audience at the Joe Biden town hall. Now, we knew this was going to happen because NBC did the same thing. But Biden's ABC town hall questionnaires included a former Obama speechwriter, the wife of a former Pennsylvania Democratic candidate, and various other members of the Democratic Party, folks that Joe Biden would have connections to. So the whole thing was rigged. The whole thing was just rigged. Huh. High-profile Democrats. Yep. So Joe knew the questions going in, probably. Oh, yeah. The, the people... you know, he practiced this, those. This was all just another big setup, another big act for the American people to think that Joe Biden is capable, qualified, and ready to be the president of the United States. But we all know it's an act. Because multiple times now, we've seen the curtain pulled back. And we see this, this, this is a facade, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is a puppet candidate. Think not that all this talk about the 25th Amendment is about Trump. No, no. All of this talk is about Trump or Biden. Yeah. It's all about Biden. And Kamala. They want to get rid of Biden and make Kamala president. Don't forget when it happens six months from now, if Biden wins, we'll come back to this episode and you play this right now. Mark my words. That's what all this is for. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the town halls. Now, take another Wait, deep breath. I had one more thing about the town hall. The one yeah. thing that I did uh, look up, and this was something that was actually occurring before the town hall started, but was the push from all of the celebrity elitists or whatever you want to call them to try and get all of their followers to turn on as many listening devices as they possibly could using as many different accounts as they possibly could to turn on the town halls so that they could get more viewership on the Biden town hall versus the Trump because they wanted to show that they had more supporters. But it was just hilarious because yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Don't make a face at you me. You said it was hilarious because... Well, I mean, it was hilarious because it's like you're telling people to turn on 
four, five, six different devices on different accounts well, it's to, to get viewership. It's hilarious because the ratings came out. Yes, they did. And on television, CNN, CNN, the most trusted name in news, reported that Donald Trump had lost to Joe Biden. Joe Biden won the ratings war. But what they failed to mention was they didn't include streaming numbers in that, which Trump had double the streaming numbers as Joe Biden. Now, what Kelly's talking about was also a TikTok campaign. There were people on TikTok who were urging other people on TikTok to do the same thing. Now, if I'm a 14-year-old kid and I'm on TikTok, which is the most useless piece of social media that's ever existed, by the way, I'm still convinced the only thing TikTok is for is for people to just dance. I think that's all it is. That's all I've ever seen on TikTok. So anyways, though, wouldn't those, they would stream, right? You would 14 year olds don't watch cable. That's true. They stream. And Trump still doubled Biden's streaming numbers. Mm -hmm. So campaign failed. Mission not accomplished. Trump still got better numbers. And who would ever choose to watch a Biden thing over a Trump thing? Trump is Mr. Entertainment. Are you kidding me? But that is funny. All right. Now we got to talk about the New York Post. So there's a lot to this story. And I'm going to try again to put everything together in a palatable format. But I have a lot of notes on this. I've taken a lot of notes over the last three days. And they're in a kind of a weird order. So I'll, You have a lot of notes over there. I told you. This is going to be a long episode. It is. So, yeah, because the majority of what I want to talk about is Section 230 of the U.S. Code. But before I get there, we got to give a little background. So the New York Post ran a story on a laptop recovered from a repair shop that contained information related to Hunter Biden, Burisma, Joe Biden, etc. Um, the information, there, there's a lot in this, this laptop. It, it's really a hard drive, okay? Um, there's a lot in this. And, and they're only starting to get into the hard drive and get information out. And they're only starting to release these stories. The background on this, which is important, is that the owner turned the laptop and the hard drive over to the FBI in 2019. Yes. Somehow, and I'm a little blurry on this. I'm sure it's in my notes. I just, I did write too much. Now I don't want to read it. Somehow, Rudy Giuliani gets a hold of this laptop and this hard drive. I don't know if it was turned over to him and then he turned it over to the FBI. Or if he somehow has a source in the FBI who gave it to him. I don't know. But Rudy Giuliani has a copy of this hard drive. Well, Rudy's people, his staff, have been going through this hard drive and parsing out information. They released that information along with the hard drive to the New York Post. The New York Post has independently been going through the hard drive and is now releasing it, you know, what they find piece by piece, mm-hmm. story by story. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot more to this. We haven't even hit the, the juicy center of this. But I want to talk a little bit about what was in these these stories, what the story talked about before I talk about the mass censorship that went on, because they're really two different two different things, each equally important. The story centers around emails from Hunter Biden and other folks at Burisma and the Ukrainian uh, head of of Burisma or whatever. I, I don't know is Yuri something. Anyways, so the emails are rather incriminating and i know i have notes on the emails i just have to find what exactly they said but essentially what the email said was that hold on let me find these notes let me find these notes story blah, blah, blah. 
I didn't write anything down about the emails. I'm an idiot. Um, the, basically, the emails say that Hunter Biden was going to use his influence to to get Joe Biden to meet with the head of Burisma prior to this this prosecutor starting to look into them. So it kind of implicates Joe Biden because because what happened again? Where do you start with this? Yeah, it's very uh, confusing. It's so confusing. So Joe Biden got Joe Biden withheld federal aid. So that the Ukraine would fire the uh, prosecutor. Supposedly the prosecutor was corrupt. This is why we're told that Biden did this was that the EU and Britain wanted the prosecutor out. Why would America be doing the work of the EU or Great Britain is beyond me. Yeah. And what is it that the prosecutor did that they wanted to They just said he was corrupt. They just said he was corrupt. So Biden threatened to withhold aid from them. If they didn't fire him, they fired him. Okay. Biden has said so on videotape. You can find that video. It's out there. Biden brags about it. These emails now, now there was always suspicion around this because right after this happened or around the same time, Hunter Biden, Joe's son, gets offered a position to be on the board of Burisma, an oil company in the Ukraine. Hunter Biden does not speak Ukraine, whatever the Ukrainian language. I think it's its own language. I don't think it's Russian. Hunter Biden also has never worked in the oil business he's no no experience at all whatsoever yeah but he gets offered this job the job pays about fifty thousand dollars a month a month yes whoa so there was already some suspicion there okay you know what 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 is hunter biden getting offered this job for mm-hmm. and why is it that this prosecutor was looking into this company prosecutor is gone hunter biden gets this job mm-hmm. it just doesn't pass the smell test well, now these emails come out, and the emails would lead you to believe that Hunter Biden got the job for the very reason that we thought. Yeah. The company thought that he could use his influence to get Biden to fire the prosecutor. Or the Biden, Biden or the Biden, or, you know, Joe Biden to do favors. So that's what the first round of emails hinted at. Okay, now this is all, again, this is all... Take it with what it is. Okay. Take it for what it is. I believe it because I, I trust the New York post. And the only people right now who are telling me this is wrong is the Washington post. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't trust them because no. they have endorsed Joe Biden. So that's a little bit of the background. Okay. Well, people start to share this story, including the New York post on Facebook. This all starts on Facebook and Facebook decides we're not going to allow this story to be just, dis- distributed we're gonna we're gonna hold the story until we can fact check it this is ridiculous first of all because facebook has never acted this way in the past no you would post a story and then fact checkers would look at it they'd throw a little warning on it or something stupid that says this has not been verified by independent fact checkers or whatever the hell it is twitter tells facebook to hold its beer it starts removing tweets that link to the link altogether just completely get get getting rid of deleting vanished it also will not allow you to link to the story if you tried you would get a warning the warning would say something like you can't post this story it's been it contains hacked material or whatever well that's enough but then twitter decides to start blocking people who post the story or talk about the story so it just starts banning people yeah at first it was a lot of conservative pundits a lot of talking heads right but then twitter just goes nuts 
Twitter goes nuts. <laughs> Rogue. And it bans Kaylee Mac- McKinney. You can never say, I never her, say her, name. her last name right. I can't. I, I might have said it wrong right there. Anyways, it suspends her. The White House press secretary yeah, suspended. is suspended on Twitter. Okay. That kind of woke a lot of people up. That mm-hmm. was like, okay, wow, right? What is going on here? Jack Dorsey releases a statement saying, look, we handled this wrong. You know, we should have been better about the way we handled this. And he apologizes. All right. At the same time, by the way, that Twitter was blocking this, this first round of emails. The story from the New York Post, I should say, that contained the emails. When you went to the trending tab on Twitter, right at the top, there was a story from the Washington Post that claimed that all of this was wrong. That uh, Biden never got the prosecutor fired. That that was false. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's not right video on, evidence of that already? Exactly. Right on the top of the trend. There's mm-hmm. the top trending thing. Washington Post denounces, you know, de- debunks this story. Yeah, sure. Confirms this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The Washington Post, who endorsed Joe Biden for president. By oh, the way. yeah. So why is it? This was the question that everybody left thinking that was that was 10 14 so that was october 14th so we're talking wednesday night so wednesday night everyone leaves thinking how is it that twitter claims that they're banning the this this story that they're not allowing the new york post to post this story because of hacked information yet they they ran the story twitter promoted the story in many cases that the new york times ran on trump's tax returns which mm-hmm. also obviously were leaked and hacked. No one had those. It's not like Trump openly gave those away. Yeah, not at all. Yet no one got blocked for sharing that story. Yeah. And how about the instance where Melania Trump's phone calls were were played in stories? Yeah. And then, you know, stories were written about it. That didn't get blocked by Twitter. Twitter nope. didn't care. Twitter only cares now because the story affects Joe Biden. Uh-huh. It gets worse. Now we go to ten fifteen the next day. On ten fifteen, wait, did you, wasn't the House Judiciary people being? We're blocked? getting there. Oh, okay, okay. ten fifteen. Trump's campaign Twitter account suspended because of the New York Post report. The New York Post reports an, another. They release another report. Maybe it's important to start there. So another report comes out that morning from the New York Post. Another story. In this story, more emails. Right. One email sent to Hunter Biden on May 13th, 2017. The subject was expectations. It included details of remuneration packages for six people involved in an unspecified business venture. Biden was identified as the chair vice chair, uh, depending on agreement, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It references CEFC, which is a China energy company. So now China's involved. Oh. Okay. But there's also a 10% cut that Hunter is supposed to hold for someone titled the big guy. A.K.A. Dad. A.K.A. potentially Dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we're led to believe, right? Who else is the big guy? Who else would Hunter Biden be holding cash for? Yeah. Outside of his father. So, the Trump campaign links to this story. Their Twitter account gets suspended. Now you're talking... Now I want to pause. Yeah. Now you are talking... The campaign for a presidential candidate in the United States 
of America mm-hmm. has now been silenced. Yes. The Biden campaign allowed to continue tweeting and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. The Trump campaign is offline. Yes. So All we're right. officially at the interference portion of this. Oh, we were, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were at election interference the minute they decided not to run the story. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're going straight to the election campaign Twitter account. Yep. Just completely shutting it down. Then the House Judiciary Committee's Twitter gets suspended. Yeah. That story that they ran linked to house.gov. So now you have Twitter actively silencing the United States government. Yes. That's what you take away from this. So when people ask, why should I care about a bunch of conservatives getting, getting silenced on Twitter? I don't care. I'm not conservative. What do I care? Oh, you should care greatly. Because if, A, if the shoe were on the other foot, you would care. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If this were Trump telling Twitter to silence everybody and Twitter following suit, you would have a big problem with that. But this is not a partisan issue, okay? This is an American issue. What you see in front of you are large, multi-billion dollar global corporations who are silencing the United States government. Interfering in elections by silencing campaigns. Think about that. I appeal to my liberal friends who claim to hate big business. Think about what I just said. There are corporations that are large enough to silence the United States government. The weight of that is so heavy that... It became its own story, right? And now yeah. everyone's running with it. The New York Post, I think, is still banned currently. They might be up now, but they were for a long time. Yeah, just too much control the New York, power. The New York Post is the fourth most distrib- distributed newspaper in the country. It is the oldest newspaper in the country that is still in circulation. Major newspaper in the country that is still in circulation. Older than the New York Times. So, obviously... This spurns a lot of conversation around Section 230 in the United States Code. Well, actually, before I get into that, what are your thoughts about everything I just said, Kelly? I just, I just I've been talking a lot, fumbling through this because it's well, a lot. It's, it's really a lot. It's it hard is, to even talk about because it's so much. It is a lot, but you know a heck of a lot more about it than I do because. I get so confused that I have, like, I can't keep the players straight to know what in the world is happening to try and make some sort of rational sense out of what is unraveling or what is going on. It's just like a giant explosion of information is basically what it is. It's just crazy. And then, like, the other thing, too, is this laptop, okay? It just randomly shows up at a repair shop and gets forgotten about. And then somehow it's like, it's more like a chain of custody type thing. Like where in the world did this laptop come from and where did it go that this laptop remained hidden and its information hidden for a year? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like where did this laptop go and who is, was hiding it to keep the American public away from this information? Yeah. Like, that we should have known about all of this a year ago. And instead, we're just finding out now 20-some-odd days before the election. Yeah. Yes. There's so much that goes into this. Um, the first is what I mentioned, right? You have big tech companies censoring speech. And they're doing it for 
obviously, to, to support one candidate over the other. And they're doing it at the behest of China and Ukraine. They're doing it to protect China, the Ukraine, and the Bidens. So you have a giant multi-billion dollar corporation who has ties to the Democratic Party. Literal ties. Mm -hmm. People who work for Twitter work for the Democratic Party. Who are silencing speech that make a candidate look bad. They're, they're literally influencing the election. Now, there's more. Well, if, these, if this laptop, as you mentioned, was turned over to the FBI in 2019, why did the FBI sit on this? Yeah, that's, that's the ultimate question that I want answered, is why? Why sit on it? At the same time, Donald Trump was being impeached. Yes. This information in this laptop that has been released contains information that would call into question a lot of what was being said about Ukraine's election interference and about, you know, other entities that could have impacted his impeachment hearing. Why didn't the FBI provide this information to the White House? Well, I... They didn't. Yeah, it's all about who's in charge of the FBI and having and, and that information. Like, that's exculpatory evidence. That's evidence that should have been made known during the impeachment hearings. That is important information. That's information that could be used to help Trump during this impeachment hearing. To completely rid him of any accusation whatsoever because it wasn't him it was biden there is a lot of corruption here and i get the criticism of well rudy giuliani works for trump and rudy giuliani is releasing all this information right now in october right before an election that's true but that does not make any of the information that is being released untrue yeah exactly this is all very concerning doesn't matter when it gets released. This would indicate that Joe Biden is corrupt. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's son obviously is corrupt, and we knew that. But this implicates Joe. This is big stuff. There's more to come. We've been told there's more to come. And Tucker Carlson last night released a text message that directly implicates Joe. Now, there's no proof that this text message is valid. We haven't. That it hasn't been verified. But the text message directly implicates Joe taking money from ventures that his kids are involved in. It, it directly implicates him. If true, I don't know what happens. I really don't. None of this, again, this story is being incredibly silenced. So many Americans probably don't even know this is true or this is happening. This is big time corruption. Yeah, most Americans have no idea. I mean, when you talk None. about this stuff and you start to wrap everything up and then you tie this up into Russia and corruption in the FBI and how big corporations are funneling money to Joe Biden now. They've donated more money to Joe Biden this quarter. Joe had a huge quarter. And when you trace the money, because you can, it's all public record, it traces back to giant Wall Street corporations. What? Giant Wall Street? Big business is supporting Joe Biden? And Bernie Sanders is supporting Joe Biden? That doesn't make any ethical sense. That, by those standards, that would mean that Bernie is lying about his ethics. Oh, gee, huh. That's a surprise. It's also weird that the Republicans have always been called the party of business, the party of big business. Yet yeah, all these Wall Street you know, corporations are donating money to Joe Biden. Mm. Huh. That's weird. So the question you have to ask yourself, the question everyone should be asking themselves, these people will go to 
any lengths to get Donald Trump out of office. They will sow the seeds of doubt in our election. They'll funnel money into a guy who doesn't even know where he's at half the time. Can't even string together words to make a complete sentence. They will silence speech. On, they will out themselves as the biased media, that the corporations that they are. The media will completely act like buffoons right in front of the American people. A, because they know most people are too stupid or too brainwashed to realize it. And B, because they are willing to do anything to get Trump out. So the question you have to ask yourself, the question every American should ask themselves, especially those who are thinking about voting for Joe Biden, why do they want Trump out so bad? That's what you need to ask yourself. Because they do. They really, really do. Joe Biden's corrupt. And a lot of people will say, yeah, so what? Trump's corrupt too. But Trump, Trump donates his, his salary to, to charity. Trump has lost a billion dollars since he's been in office. I don't think Trump is gaining from this at all. If anything, Trump's image and reputation has been destroyed. Yeah. He's no longer the fun TV personality. He's evil, orange man bad. So when I weigh that against what I'm hearing about Joe Biden, career politician Joe Biden, 47 years in office Joe Biden... I got to weigh those two things out. And I got to say, Joe Biden is probably a lot more corrupt than Donald Trump. So uh, this all leads to 2.30. Obviously, with big tech outing themselves as shills for the Democratic Party, the, the conversation has come about Section 2.30. And this is equally as confusing as what we just talked about. Okay. 2.30, Section U.S. Code, protects... It's good Samaritan blocking, okay, and screening of offensive, offensive material. It gives online publishers the right to censor content based on, in good faith. So censor anything that's lewd, filthy, violent, harassing, things of that nature, okay? Any action that is taken cannot be taken against an internet uh, platform. So basically what 230 does is it protects Twitter, Facebook, YouTube as platforms, not publishers. Publishers yeah. are held to a different standard. Yeah. Okay. These, they're platforms. Okay. Now, some people believe that this protects companies like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube from legal liabilities over removing content that they would consider obscene. But the blanket that they use is, what is obscene? Mm -hmm. Define obscene. Well, there is no definition. It's vague. It's left incredibly vague. So these companies can, can abuse that a little bit because they can say, well, we took Alex Jones down because Alex Jones was a bit offensive and he said some things about um, you know, shooting victims and, and we, we shut him down. Now they're, they're saying, well, we shut, you know, the speaker of the, the, you know, the White House press secretary down because, you know, she she was trying to push this story and the story was hacked information and blah, blah, blah. So they've used this as a blanket for a long time. It's incredibly vague. So more government oversight. Now, that's that's what's on the table here. Right. Is that we give the government oversight to these companies. This could be bad, too. Because you don't want to give the government more power over speech. Because when you do, you're allowing a corrupt government to control speech. 
Yeah. So we have to be very careful. Make sure that we're we're protecting our First Amendment rights. But then incidents like the other day, our First Amendment rights are being violated by a corporation, not a government entity. So it's bad either way. Now, there have been many legal challenges to 230. The biggest one, the biggest challenge to 230, it's not so much a legal challenge, but it was a change in the law. Because in 2018, Trump signed into to, to law, it's the Allow States and Victims to Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. Yes. FOSTA. Okay. The bill purports to fight sex trafficking by reducing legal protections for online platforms, okay, who who don't um, who don't uh, you know put a stop to this stuff. If you on your platform allow this to happen, yeah, you allow the content to be posted. You are losing the protections that two thirty would give you normally. Yes. So this is why Craigslist no longer has a personal or a no, classified. Yeah, no personals. Backpage.com got taken down. It's for this very reason. Yes, very good reason. It is good because we don't want sex trafficking. So the question is, with what happened the other night, what is the right thing to do? Now, just to give you a little more background on this, this is actually a bipartisan issue. The Democrats want to to shut down big tech and the Republicans want to shut down big tech for very different reasons. Mm -hmm. The left doesn't believe that Twitter, Facebook, YouTube are doing enough to censor content. The left believes that they should be doing more to shut down hate speech. The right doesn't like being censored at all. They yeah. don't want their speech censored at all. They don't believe that Twitter, Facebook should have the power to, to, to silence speech, period. I think the right answer is clearly somewhere in the, the middle. You can't completely do away with 230 because what will happen is then these platforms, if you, if we start calling them public, they're just going to completely get rid of conservatives altogether. Yeah, altogether. Just gone. They'll just remove them. Uh, but one approach that might work, and it seems like maybe this is the approach that's getting taken, is that you alter it to define these terms more clearly or you put something in there that protects political speech. I think that's a more private solution. It keeps these companies in there, and, and but at the same time, it does put a little bit of regulation on what they can silence. Yeah. I've heard complaints to this. How can you be a conservative and say that you want government to get involved with big corporations? Well, that, the free market works when competition is allowed to flourish. There is no chance of competition for Twitter or YouTube or Facebook, okay? These are multi-billion dollar companies, and you would need a huge amount of money and infrastructure to create competition. Mm -hmm. there, there are other sites, but they're not, they're not, they don't have the influence that Twitter, Facebook have, okay? So, so, so that, I think, is the appropriate solution. Now, the Senate is calling, they're subpoenaing these people, like that's going to do anything. That's all just for show. Yeah. We need action. Yeah, it's not going to do anything right now in this moment. So the chairman of the FCC has decided he wants to start the process to amend 230. To mm -hmm. clear it up. And I think that's great. The Supreme Court has even said, Clarence Thomas has said that he would like to take a look at 230 again. That's good too. You need people to sue first before that can happen. And maybe that'll happen. Maybe we'll get some lawsuits out of what just happened. Oh, I Which, imagine you will. I would hope so. But you need people to sue. So that's all a lot wrapped up. But I want to get your thoughts on what I just said, on what you think about big tech, 
and and all of that like what what are your thoughts about what ha- what occurred the other night all of this well i mean i obviously think that it's wrong that big tech can have that sort of control and pull over everything but i mean at the same time what have we really come to expect anything different i mean that's just how it's always been it's how it's been in the recent years it's how it's going to continue to be until something like an amendment to 230 happens you know it's like nothing it's just going to keep happening it's going to keep happening until something prevents it from happening and unfortunately it's just the, the big tech has the ability to do that and so they will do it it's not right by any means. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, right? I mean, they've been using Google's been using its platform to censor news. I mean, when you Google something, what do you get? The the top news items are always kind of the left point of view. Yeah, you and like even to... even just today, I searched what did I searched just uh, Hunter Biden. I just searched his name, and the whole slew of top stories was nothing but CNN and just all, Slate and all of these other left wing media sources. And it wasn't until you scrolled down quite a bit on the page that it says, in other news, from other sources, and that you got more of the conservative viewpoint, that you're completely filtered. Yeah. And I, and I just think this is such dangerous territory that we're getting into. And the tribalism is so high. And, and now you have things like this happening. And it's digital warfare. You know, I mean, it really is. And um, I just wonder how deep all this stuff goes. I, I bet pretty deep. And it's scary. It's really scary. I mean, these last few days for, have, are terrifying when you really think of it from a high level. That, that A, that these corporations have this kind of power. Yeah. B, that we just allow it to happen. And C, that there's this much corruption in our government. Yeah, like every single level of not only the government, but... Social social programs, social... Yes, everything. Constructs. You know, everything. Our, education, you, could, you can look at it. You can look at it at, you know... You're right. Everything. Criminal justice now with these DAs all backed by Soros money and, and getting in and just letting people out. I mean, it's just nuts. It's nuts the hold the left has on this country, man. And if you're not awake, you need to wake the F up because things are only going to get worse if, if you, you don't do something about it. The biggest F you we can give to these people is put Donald Trump back in office for four more years. They, they don't they're, they're doing everything they can to stop it. So if we make it happen, we might actually see some of these people held to account. That's that's what matters. That's what we need. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up there, guys. 54 minutes in. I think that's a healthy dose. I know this was a really hard episode probably to follow. I tried to do my best. But this is a tough story. It's developing. Every day there's more information. I'm sure as I sit here and we record this episode, more information has come out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And more will. So just stay tuned. Try and find clear sources. The New York Post. Go to the New York Post. Read the stories. Um, You know, Tucker has been dropping some stuff. I don't know, man. Just stay aware. That's the best I can say. Stay aware of everything that's going on. And if you oppose this and you think or if you think this is silly and conservatives are just crazy, just wait until it comes for you. I bet you'll change your tune up a little bit. Anyways, do you got anything else? No, I think that's just about it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening very much. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you guys again later.